What's the one thing that I've got that you haven't got? Your attention, and thank you for it. I am your host and mentor, Shannon Lynn, and welcome to It's Positively Spiritual. This is a podcast series sent to you on the daily to create awareness and educate you on how you can become empowered to thrive positively in your life by exposing you to the not-so-positive in your life. This is straight talk content that exposes you to your feelings, to have you walk and talk in self-awareness and in self-control emotionally for Jesus. If you don't know who you are, then believing him who knows who you are will only leave you deflated and stuck in a rut. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I've been there too, so I definitely know what I'm talking about. I'm not going back to the way things were, and neither are you. Join me for an hour of power, as It's Positively Spiritual helps you to unstuck yourself the Christian way. So, if you are ready, let's get ready to rumble with positive spirituality. What's the one thing that I've got that you haven't got? Your attention, and thank you for it. I am your host and mentor, Shannon Lynn, and welcome to It's Positively Spiritual. This is a podcast series sent to you on the daily to create awareness and educate you on how you can become empowered to thrive positively in your life by exposing you to the not-so-positive in your life. This is straight talk content that exposes you to your feelings, to have you walk and talk in self-awareness and in self-control emotionally for Jesus. If you don't know who you are, then believing him who knows who you are will only leave you deflated and stuck in a rut. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I've been there too, so I definitely know what I'm talking about. I'm not going back to the way things were, and neither are you. Join me for an hour of power, as It's Positively Spiritual helps you to unstuck yourself the Christian way. So, if you are ready, let's get ready to rumble with positive spirituality. Ah, good day to you, my friends. Welcome to another episode of It's Positively Spiritual. My name is Shannon Lynn, and I would like to share with you an inspiring message of hope and restoration. Do you get angry? Of course you do. We all get angry, some of us more than others, unfortunately. Anger is, a, anger is as common to us as apple pie. It's natural, but just because it's natural doesn't mean it's all that beneficial. It is an emotion we'd rather not talk about, as many of us would just like to forget about our anger issues or someone else's anger issues. Anger is that double-edged sword in life. It has the ability to cut to the quick or it can redirect our life's goals. Anger can be good or bad depending on how you channel your inner energy in anger. 
Anger is defined as being an emotional state of feeling mild annoyance to extreme rage and agitation. Oh boy, look out. Some of us know a person or two who we walk on eggshells around. For many of us, we have to duck and cover just to avoid the flaming arrows of aggression. Oh, it's not fun, my friends. It's traumatizing and dangerous on so many. That's because anger is a part of the human condition that not many people have under wraps. We are called to walk in self-control, and anger is one of those things that we barely have control over. Most likely because we don't know how to keep our anger under control, so we do the next best thing. We ignore our anger issues. This podcast is going to share with you a hidden detail about anger you might not yet know. I'm going to share with you the real importance of anger and how the enemy of fear has hijacked anger to make it into something that God never intended anger to be. Stick around as I reveal anger's hidden secrets and give you the keys to successfully overcome your anger issues that you might have so you can live in freedom in God's grace. When we hear the word anger, many thoughts might come to mind. I am reminded of a short online video of a man sitting at his cubicle at his office and out of the blue, his temper just explodes. He aggressively attacks the keyboard and admittedly so, it's funny, it's hilarious as heck. But superficially, underneath the rage, there exists one hurting individual who cannot remain composed and under self-control. Have you ever been so overwhelmed where you came unglued? I have, and I don't want to admit it, but I have had my own struggle with anger issues. It wasn't fun, nor was it pretty, and I remember the guilt and shame I felt after my angry tirades. And I know you can't take back what you say or what you do in anger. There's no walking back from that. Anger is often downplayed because it's embarrassing to endure with and watch. And that's what I did. I downplayed my anger. I dismissed it and I ignored it until God showed me his word. Now, just because anger is natural doesn't mean that our anger that we feel is right and justified. God warns us as he hints about anger, as he cautions us to be wise when we become angry. He says this, In your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 6. Anger is more than just an undesirable feeling, my friends. When we sin in our anger, we become the person of anger itself, the persona itself. And this assassinates every good thing within our character and with the people that we project our anger onto. See, when we rage in our anger, it does take a while for our emotions to calm back down. The people who experience our wrath in our anger, they have had their sense of trust and peace in their union with us shattered. And what was lost is very difficult to get back. How did we ever get like this? How has anger become so dangerous? How has anger become a dangerous weapon? Anger, in fact, is a human response to an offense that is meant to be a line of defense. 
to which that line of defense has now become blurred. Anger was never meant to become malicious in aggressiveness towards anyone. Anger certainly has its place. And anger inherently is a protecting influence within unconditional love. Who knew? Anger was intended to serve, protect, and defend one another in love. The story of young David wrestling with wild animals to save the sheep is just an example. When a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it. I struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. We see this in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 34 through 36. Now, young David was responsible for looking after and protecting the sheep. This wasn't just a, a job for David. This wasn't just a way to earn money. He wasn't just paying his dues so he could go on to better sights in, in his future. No, the shepherd would come to know each sheep personally. This became a personal responsibility for each member of the family. David would care for each of the sheep and protect them with his life. Sheep herding was not just a profession. It was a way of life. It was a requirement to tend to the flock because each sheep and lamb was accounted for because each animal was considered family. Young David put his own life on the line, attempting to save the sheep from the enemy. He expressed the protective nature in his anger to save the sheep from death. When anger is right on target, it can motivate and propel us to do great things as we are determined in our courage to succeed for the safety of those whom we love. We are motivated to do the next right thing as we protect what belongs to us and God in spirit and in love. Now, did David get angry at the sheep or the lion or the bear? No, he allowed himself to become angry not at himself, not at these animals, but at the circumstance. This enabled him to tap into the reserves of courage so he could be bold, brave, and daring to take his stand against nature and fight back. Anger does have its place, and we are cautioned not to give ourselves over to sin while we are angry. The reason is that sin clouds our judgment. It muddies up our motives and confuses the intention behind the reason why anger is necessary. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. James chapter 1 verse 20. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. James chapter 1 verse 19. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 verse 9. Anger today has become displaced as we channel our anger into specific causes, forgetting or abandoning the protective nature anger gives us. We funnel our anger against our friends, our family, our co-workers, animals, even ourselves, not realizing the forsaking nature in our anger that abandons all forms of love. We forsake love just to control the things we cannot and should not control. 
Anger is naturally meant to serve, protect, and defend the defenseless in the name of love. But nowadays, anger has become twisted as it is abusive and demanding to serve, protect, and defend the person of the self, the ego. When anger becomes spiritually unbalanced in its power and authority, it is used in a way that turns a blessing into idol worship. Individuals who are prone to anger are most likely fixated on oneself as anger is used to protect and serve and defend one's ego. The term for this self-protecting anger is called inordinate affection. An example where this type of anger is expressed is with emotionally traumatized people. Narcissists, for example, use inordinate affection to idolize the objects of their affection. The narcissist sees perfection and expects it. When their expectations are challenged, the narcissist becomes angry and attempts to control the object to bring the individual back into alignment of those irrational expectations because the narcissist is angry at the person in defense of the narcissist. The narcissist doesn't use their anger to defend the love that they have for the object of their affection. They use their anger to justify their reasons of control as they are using their anger in order to protect themselves. It's a self-preservation mechanism. Inordinate affection This is a form of overcompensating for an emotional defect, such as feelings of being undervalued and unloved. This happens when one takes the actions of others personal. When we find ourselves feeling devalued, disrespected, or dismissed in our daily lives, our home spaces, or even in our work environments, we then eventually harbor anger towards those we interact with as we react to their attitudes In anger, we feel dismissed, diminished in some capacity. We shelter our feelings of inadequacy as we try to resist the feelings of rejection. Turning into our anger helps us to feel protected as our feelings reinforce validation. Because we do not feel loved enough by colleagues, friends, and family, we overcompensate by loving ourselves more. Anger is a coping mechanism to protect ourselves as we defend our right to feel loved. Are you seeing this pattern here? So far in the two podcasts before this one, we delve deeply into the spirit of fear. And that's where this transactional anger comes from. It comes from fear, not love. For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to. Romans chapter 12 verse 3. We are allowed to esteem ourselves, but not above everyone else. As you know, in God's kingdom, there is no favorites. Now going back to young David, he exercised the protecting nature in his anger. There was a key biblical figure who made the tragic mistake of using this protective nature in anger to serve his own ego. Do you know who that might be? Moses. Moses, in his righteous indignation, sinned against God because his anger had him defend the word of God and himself by chastising the people in personal judgment. 
Moses was moved in his anger to speak to the people instead of speaking to the rock as God instructed. The biblical story can be found in Numbers chapter 20 verses 1 through 13. Now before we go on further to explain the dealio with Moses and God and the Israelites, I just want to share with you that Moses had anger issues and they were not dealt with. His anger got him into trouble with his adoptive father, the Pharaoh, as he accidentally, in rage, killed somebody. And for this, instead of taking his punishment and taking responsibility for it, he ran away. And for 40 years, he lived in the desert. For 40 years, he lived away from the Israelites, away from his homeland. What he did in those 40 years is he met a family He adopted their ways, but did he deal with his anger? No, as the story of Moses hitting the rock shows that he didn't deal with his anger. He suppressed it, but he did not deal with it. And this is because Moses perhaps had identity issues as he was adopted into the Egyptian home, but he was nurtured and cared for in his younger tender years by a Hebrew woman, his mother. And he, being adopted as an Egyptian, saw the torture of his Hebrew family daily. So he must have grown up with thinking, I am unworthy. Oh my gosh, he must have been very tormented inside. Just think about that for a minute. So it is natural for Moses to use his anger wrongly because he wasn't raised up in unconditional love. When God told Moses to to speak to the rock, Moses went to the Israelites as he held in his heart anger for the people who God wanted him to counsel. He took their grumbling personal as he felt their misgivings and took it upon his heart to react to it. Instead of going to God and questioning God and asking God, I'm feeling this way. Is this right or wrong? Like, please help me, God. I'm, I'm wrestling with this. The, your people are grumbling at me. But no, the people directed their misgivings to Moses as they had not yet had a devoted heart and mind for God. And Moses treated them as though they should have a mind and heart for God right now. And he defended God by defending himself. And he unknowingly made the situation about himself instead of God. Moses, in his anger, led the people to believe God was setting up a word of judgment against them. Now, when you read the story, God was not cross with Israel But the minute Moses stepped out of the free will of God and took it upon himself to step into his own free will, well, this is what got him into trouble. He took himself out of God's promise. Moses was a teacher of the law by representing God. In his anger, Moses represented himself. This story has an underlying theme as this story typifies the message of Jesus set against the backdrop of the New Testament Pharisees and Sadducees, the leaders of the law. God's love and mercy was on Israel, but Moses took it upon himself to judge Israel. He let go of compassion and mercy. Moses displayed inordinate affection when he took the grumbling ways of Israel personal, 
His protecting ways in his anger glorified himself as his ego tried to make him equal to God. Moses thought of himself higher than he ought. He thought of himself more righteous than Israel. With his anger displaced, he could not love God with his heart nor love his neighbor as himself. Scripture says this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 5. Displaced anger does not love or protect it. Instead, it makes the individual the gatekeeper of grace, as love and mercy are then forsaken. Moses was merciless in his anger, and so are we when we choose to sin in it. We put our sin before God Almighty, as we use sin as a means to fight for our honor. And the Spirit in Scripture says this, The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Exodus chapter 14, verse 14. Now that you have been shown the mystery about anger, are you willing to self-reflect and challenge yourself to see how anger has been hindering you? Can you see how anger separates you from the love of God? Consider the scripture for your personal healing reference. Judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumphs over judgment. James chapter 2 verse 13. Do you feel empowered in your anger or feel powerless in your anger? How do you think others might feel if they are on the receiving end of your anger? What is it about you that you feel the need to protect in your anger? Journal your thoughts and become mindful of your emotions and situations that provoke unwanted emotions from you. Remember that in your anger, your ego seeks justification and you have been justified by the blood of Christ shed on the cross. You do not need to prove yourself to others, and you certainly do not need to validate yourself in your worth. The anger issues that we all carry are deep and cannot be solved in just a 30-minute podcast. The more you can understand the need that you have and the dependence on your anger, the easier it will be for you to let go of it so that you can let God lead you in all things in your life. If you need help in your anger management recovery, I do have a 17-page PDF download available for you today. This booklet provides you with insightful messages from God's Word along with thought-provoking questions for you to answer to help you make a shift from one of fear to love. The link to your copy of Anger Management is in the description of this podcast. Do you have questions, comments, or suggestions about the topic of this podcast? Please forward them to my email at shannongilmore at protonmail.com. I do have experience with anger as I did create this booklet, Anger Management, for myself as God directed me to deal with my anger As I dealt with my anger, I allowed his word to heal me of my anger. So there is a cure, there is liberation, there is deliverance from ourselves here, my friends. That's all the time that we have today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast on the hidden mystery of anger and how it is in your best interest to stop giving yourself over to anger. You can stop the hate by learning to love yourself and others, by learning to live in peace and harmony with yourself. It just takes time and effort, and you can do this because I believe in you. If I can overcome my anger issues, you can too. We are in this together. 
So please tune in tomorrow for another inspiring episode of It's Positively Spiritual, helping you to regroup and recover to get your life back on track by making Jesus your focus through unconditional love. Thank you for listening. Be blessed. What's the one thing that I've got that you haven't got? Your attention, and thank you for it. I am your host and mentor, Shannon Lynn, and welcome to It's Positively Spiritual. This is a podcast series sent to you on the daily to create awareness and educate you on how you can become empowered to thrive positively in your life by exposing you to the not-so-positive in your life. This is straight talk content that exposes you to your feelings, to have you walk and talk in self-awareness and in self-control emotionally for Jesus. If you don't know who you are, then believing him who knows who you are will only leave you deflated and stuck in a rut. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I've been there too, so I definitely know what I'm talking about. I'm not going back to the way things were, and neither are you. Join me for an hour of power, as It's Positively Spiritual helps you to unstuck yourself the Christian way. So, if you are ready, let's get ready to rumble with positive spirituality. Mm -hmm.